love is amazing Oh But it's also bullshit And it might also get you murdered Welcome to another episode of Love is Amazing But it's also bullshit And um, may also get you murdered Boom! The show that reminds you that uh, everything you ever wanted can and might turn into a huge fucking dumpster fire. I'm Aaron Black. With me, as always, is uh, Nicholas Control Freak Luna. Hey. All right. <laughs> and um, uh, glad to have her back, Osa. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She is now our co-host. Yeah. Well, she was before too. Always. Always. Well, not mm-hmm. always, but whatever. This is, this, is not, this is not the hill we want to die on. But, uh, no, also missed last episode. Uh, she was on assignment in Syria, running down some leaves yeah. for us. Yeah. Yep. How did yep. that go, by the way? Uh, fantastic. Awesome. It was great. Okay. Thank you for asking. Well, I'm just glad you're back because uh, uh, last episode was motherfucking amateur hour. It was good, though. It was good. It, 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 I liked it. You know, it was just like the tangents were a bit much. You talked about pasta for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to this. I was, I was I, you know, in, in my head, I'm like, who is going to keep on listening? Right. <laughs> I don't even know if we got to the end of the case. But regardless, uh, we're back on track now. Uh, let's jump right into it. The source today was a lie to die for. Oh, which, by the way, uh, production value was incredible. It was very good. It was an oxygen show. show. Uh, season one, episode six, collateral damage. This is about the disappearance and murder of Justin Huff. 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 Um, this is. This is a nutty case. It, it, it yeah, has, yeah, it gets really crazy. It has a lot of um, tall, hot, blonde element to it. If anybody ever seen that documentary, it, it explain that then because I, I don't want it. to. Um, <laughs> all, all I'll say is uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into some catfishing. So uh, MTV, if if you're listening, hook us up. Uh, okay, so anyway. I love that show. Honestly, I, yeah, it's such a great too. show. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like MTV is um, a pile of dog shit, but they come out with a couple good good things. That's one of them, and the other one is about the tattoos, where your ex gives you your tattoo, and it's a it's a fucking pile of shit on your chest. Oh God, you I haven't live, seen that one. Now you have to live your life like this. All right, mm. whoa, 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 whoa. we got to get into this. Okay. <laughs> So, what? The pile of shit? No, 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 the case. Ah. So, uh, this starts out January 2nd, 2006. NCIS, which is basically... It stands for No One Can Injure Shaq. Uh, <laughs> Alright, alright. <laughs> Off to a great start. So, um, uh, but it's basically like the FBI of the uh, Navy or Marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they get a call that a Marine is missing. He did not show up to roll call, which is... To, like, the fancy Navy school for, like... Navy intelligence. Yeah, Navy yeah. intelligence. So, you know, it's and it's it's one of those schools where, like, you know, you go to the school, you, you gotta have your shit together. This isn't boot camp. Um, I keep on... You know, I keep on talking like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, neither... I, n- Nobody here has been in the military, so we're just going to uh, try to say what we think 
it might be. This is this is all stuff I heard on, you know, the History Channel. Anyway, uh, Justin Huff uh, goes by Jake to his friends, mm -hmm. and he's described as just a real sweet, nice guy. Yeah, seems like a really nice dude all around. Like yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, like just one of those guys. Uh, his friends say that you know he made. Uh, every situation fun and funny and you know I mean I think there's like everybody has that friend where you're like I wish I was that friend you know <laughs> but uh, like I'm a couple rungs lower than a friend like that I'm more like yeah, yeah I, I feel like I'm that friend am I yeah yeah thank you <laughs> no it's one of those things where like he, he was always there he, he was solid I'm like one of those guys where where people call me and they're like, maybe he'll answer. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I just helped a family of four move from uh, the Bronx to Newark. All right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm a better person, You're like clearly. a stand-up guy. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear that guy? That's a good guy. <laughs> you know, I, I could see Osa being a friend like that. I'm Any, a pretty amazing friend. Yeah. Let's I be real. a really good friend. Um... So, but anyway, this guy, he's one of those people that always wanted to be, be a Marine. Uh, his dad was in Vietnam in the Air Force. So, he kind of grew up like this. Uh, did two tours in Iraq. Uh, recently married. Had a baby on the way. So, this guy is just hitting on all cylinders. Well, yeah. He, he is living the American dream in the way that it should be lived. 100%. I mean... That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's 100% a good way to put it. Um, so, and then when he had a kid, he was like, well, I gotta, I gotta keep on, I gotta, I keep on moving up in the world. Like, he's already doing well, but he wants to do better. So he ends up going to intelligence school. And this was in a base called Damn Neck Naval Base in Virginia. And this is in the fall of 2005. And apparently, intelligence school is like the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. It's like the best of the best of the best of the best in the Navy. <laughs> well, he's a Marine, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, the, uh, the, the uh, Marines are a subsection of the Navy. Okay. So, um, yeah. It, I mean, uh, whatever. So, <laughs> it, it's funny. My, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, he, was, he was an officer. And he was in Vietnam on a supply ship, and he came back, and he was like, there's a thing called the SEALs, and apparently they're badass. <laughs> so, so my dad joined. What, the SEALs? Yeah. You never heard this story? No. So, so he joined, and his claim to fame is he was the first one to quit. <laughs> and, and, and and you know it's, it's like if, if you really really know jim black you'll be laughing your ass off right now because you know it i can't i can't like do it the way my dad says but basically what happened was he saw that congress wasn't giving any more money to to fight this war so one day he would just like fuck this I'm out. <laughs> i was like where to go dad um, yeah, and now you still have your father. Yes, yeah, so, um, th that was a lucky break for me, I guess. Yes. Uh, not a guess, yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, so, um, you know, in the, you know, so he had a wife, had a little baby, doing well, right? Um, so the night before he left, he talked to his wife, uh, Rebecca, and basically they talked right before she was going to bed, and everything seemed fine. Like right? all chill. Everything was okay. Uh, so let's uh, go to January second, two thousand six, around one thirteen p.m. P.m. Dam Neck <laughs> Naval Base. Uh, agents are there, and they start looking through Justin's bedroom. Mm. Right. So to find evidence of what happened to this dude. Like in the Navy dorm type situation. Mm-hmm. Which I bet they like get down and really party in there. Oh, yeah. Shit. All right. Where's the... Okay. So, um... <laughs> I mean, once again, you know, not in the military. Can't can't attest to... Uh, but I did do ROTC. And, um... Yeah, how was that? Well, you know, you want to talk about partying. I mean, <laughs> we worked hard. But you play it harder. Uh, no, about the same. Like, like it was like grueling, grueling workouts and all that stuff. And then we would go to the bar and just get shit-faced. And you could do that because you're fucking 20. Um, you know, try, try being 35. You'll die. You'll have a heart attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is something I only learned when I turned 35. So, <laughs> so wait, I'm curious about their living situation then. So he lived in the dorms and his wife and child lived elsewhere? Somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, and I guess they would see each other seldomly sad yeah i mean probably right you know like he's like in the cream of the crop type situation yeah i mean you know when when he was doing this i you know i think the way it goes is you go to all these schools you know if you if you're like really want to make this a career you get to a bunch of different schools and then eventually you get to a point where you just settle down and you take your family wherever you're posted i i think that's how it works yeah um so basically when ncis shows up at his dorm room uh they find nothing that would indicate that he left for good they find a half-eaten pizza his money and i think wallet were, were were no, his clothes and his winter jacket were still in the closet. Mm-hmm. He didn't take any clothes. Didn't take. I think he had left a bunch of money on the drawer. He didn't. On uh, the drawer. Drawers. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. All right. No. <laughs> no. No. Basically, um, uh, you know, everything pointed to this guy coming back. Right. So agents start asking around, you know, like trying to get some info on this guy. Um, and an instructor asked uh, his class, a Marine instructor asked his class if anyone has any information. And PFC Richards uh, raises his hand and basically says uh, he had a strange conversation with Justin over the prior weekend. Justin told Richards that an NCIS agent had come to see him and in the middle of the night. And, well, and that suspect already. What? 
that is suspect already, like, in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. middle of the night's no, no good for anything, any conversation. So, basically, he told Richards that an NCIS agent came to see him in the middle of the night and basically accused him of participating in a sexual assault of a female. Not cool. Mm. 100% not cool. And um, Justin was incredibly confused by this whole interaction. First off, this NCIS agent that came to see him was wearing jeans and he was wearing a tool. Band shirt. Yeah, like the band tool. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's not the uniform. NCIS agent. I, I would hope so. You know, you go to NCIS, it's like, number one, everybody got a love tool, you know? <laughs> I wonder, though, how many people in NCIS love tool? Probably very little. I would say close to none. I'm sure, I'm sure whoever, the, you know, they, <laughs> they interview a bunch of NCIS agents, and a lot of them were like, and they were, um, he had this uh, shirt of a band. Band is a band called Cool. You so you're just assuming they know nothing about music? Like, what do you think the rest of the NCIS people listen to? I imagine them being really boring dads. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it, or maybe that, like, a, a guy wearing, like, a leather jacket and a tool shirt is, like, that's what they're, like, they're, like, how can we make this, like, person, like, as undercover as possible? Like, let's, yeah. let's put the, these clothes on them. Yeah. What what does what are the cool hip kids wear these days? What would I? Oh, wear everyone I was... loves Tool. Tool is the coolest band of all time. <laughs> if it was 1995, you know, <laughs> what would I look like if I was buying weed in '95? You know, <laughs> I, I I saw Tool once and uh, they were really good. I yeah, I, I mean sure I didn't they were, go, but I, I didn't go there specifically to see them. It was a music festival, but I watched them and I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. I remember knowing some Tool songs. I never bought their album, but I remember like you know it was like '90s, right? Late '90s, yeah, two thousands, yeah, early two thousands. I remember being like, well, that's a cool name for a band, and that was about it. That was the end of why, my thought process. Why? Because you're a Tool. <laughs> gotcha. A pun, a play on words. So, <laughs> I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. Okay, so anyway, um, PFC Richards uh, also saw the agent, you know, and I'm, you can't see it, but I'm using quotation marks, agent. Air quotes. Uh, a couple days prior to this account, in, encounter. And basically what happened was this... Uh, once again, probably imposter NCI agent came with a phone and asked if he's, he knows where Huff is. Apparently it was Huff's phone. Richards, who was a good friend of Huff, was like, well, I know, uh, I know Huff, Justin. I know Justin Huff. Give me the phone and I'll give it to him. Uh, the guy, the NCI, NCI, Jesus Christ. So, uh, the agent... Uh, basically was like, no, I'm not going to give it to you, and he leaves. Yeah, he's like, I got to save the name, no, my damie. Was that, was that English? What did you say? It sounded like uh, Latin, what you just said. It was a pooty tang uh, callback. Oh, good you, for you. That's, that's cool. That's a cool thing yeah, to call back. Yeah. 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 I, 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 everyone loves pooty tang. I never saw it. 
Uh, Lucy K. wrote it. Yep. I well, I know and that. Directed and directed it. it. Yeah. Um, no, it's one of those things where I'm like, I should see that, but you know, haven't <laughs> haven't seen it. Um, uh, let's have a movie night. Yeah, let's totally do it. Okay. Yeah. I want to watch Catfish. Yeah, you know, I watch Catfish like a lot. Why have we never watched Catfish together? I've seen it probably like 12 times. Like all of it? Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the MTV show, right? No, no, no. The movie that preceded it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about about the MTV show. I could totally sit through a Catfish marathon. Yeah. I was thinking about, yeah, that would be a good marathon. A Nicolas Cage movie I was thinking about would be a good marathon. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I haven't seen a lot of the, I haven't seen, um, uh, Vampire's Kiss. Oh, uh, uh, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah, that one is crazy, and he puts on, like, this accent that you're like, why? But dramatic choice. Yeah. It's one, of those, it's one of those things you watch it and you're like, is this guy a genius or, or a lunatic? And you don't know. Yeah, he's fully unhinged in that one. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, so basically this guy, PFC Richards, who is a friend of Justin, um, sees this NCIS agent leave and he leaves, this agent leaves in a blue truck with a motorcycle in the back of of the bed, right? The bed of the truck. Okay, this mm. is important. This is important. Remember. Yes. Um, so, uh, basically, at this point, the real NCIS agents uh, pull the common space CCTV footage. And what they see is... Closed circuit TV. Yes. Yes, that is, that is what it means. <laughs> and... Uh, they see Justin uh, leaving the night before he was reported missing around 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm, beer run. Maybe. And <laughs> so the NCIS agents, uh, I can't, I can't keep on saying. I don't think you can buy beer after after okay. 2 a.m. in it, most places, true, especially in Virginia. I you can. I think you. This is probably New York is the only place that you can do that, right? Yeah. Good See, job, Osa. That's yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for yeah, to my bubble. Sometimes I forget I lived in different places. You totally can't buy beer after like. 12. What is it like in New Jersey? Can you? Can oh you buy man, beer the in laws New Jersey? are so fucked up there. I know you, that in, in in Jersey City, like if you don't get out by like, you know, ten, there's no way you can get beer unless you go to a bar. Yeah, because oh. yeah, you can only buy beer and wine and liquor in a liquor store. Yeah. Wow. They all have all these crazy, like in Utah, it's only like 3.5. It's like really weak. And I'll never forget, um, the, uh, they do, They talk about this in SLC Punk, and they make a really good point. If you're an alcoholic, you're just going to drink twice as much. So now you got an alcoholic who's now fat and smelly because he had to drink <laughs> twice as much. I fucking love that movie. Oh, That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah. It's you a know, lot it, of fun. It, it, I see it, and it's like, you know, you see Ma- Matthew Lillard and a bunch of other, like, random stuff, and, like, people don't realize how good of an actor he is. Yeah. He, he is, and he's been in stuff lately that's been, like, political dramas. Mm. You know, where he's in... I Range. Can't, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and he's really good. He plays like you know a hard like you know person that's an advisor in the White House or whatever. Yeah, but there's a scene where he finds Steve-O dead and he starts crying. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that, being like, "This dude, he he fuck he got me. He's pulling on my heartstrings." I remember yeah. being like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love." You know, if I was an actor and my whole career was shit, but I had a scene like that, it would have made it all worth it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so, 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 welcome back to the Matthew Lillard show. <laughs> no, never, never. <laughs> as much as I like him. Um, so, uh, the NCIS agents, uh, uh, knew that prior to his disappearance, Justin had met up with someone impersonating an NCIS agent. So they're putting the pieces together. So now we're at January 3rd, 2006. And the agents start looking up sexual assaults that reported by, you know, different law enforcement agencies. Uh, Did they find any? No. No, I mean, they might have found um, sexual assaults reported, but none with Justin Hoff's name, uh, right? So, um, so now they're getting a little suspicious. Yeah, Hoff was not on the prowl. No, 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 no. Because um, he was married and had a kid. Yeah, and it was a good guy. Yeah, you know, and and they even like look. Apparently, November tenth was is the uh, Marines' birthday, and so they thought, you know, if anything went down, it probably would have been that night. And they, um, they like, interviewed a bunch of Marines that were at a party that he was at. And once again, they come up with nothing. Uh, so they're really stumped at this point. You know, they're, they're trying to run down these leads, but it seems like they're just getting into a, a brick wall. Yeah, just dead end after dead end. Yeah, just, just not... Uh, no leads! So Yeah, um, no leads, yeah. 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 Alright, so at this point the agents uh, learned that uh, Marines on the base, other Marines, saw a blue pickup truck that matched the description of uh, PFC Richards, which was a blue truck with a motorcycle on the back. And see, yes, see, now it's back. Yeah, and um, because... You know, they're Marines. They were like, we're going to confront this guy because we're Marines. (laughs) (laughs) And we're trained to kill people. Yeah, the few, the fine, the proud. Yeah, that's it. It's um, the few, the proud, the Marines. Yeah. I think, you know, which is different than be all you can be. And it's different than the Coast Guard, which is just, eh. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. If, if you're Shots the, are fired, Coast Guard. No, if you're in the Coast Guard, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge puss. You don't listen to me. It, so, yeah, well, in the Coast Guard, they're dealing with, like, all the cartel people and, like, drug runners. No, no, no. Yeah, I, it was just a joke. You know, 100%. I'm watching, I, I'm, I've been watching uh, Space Force, and, you know, there's this running joke where they all, like, you know, bitch at the Coast Guard, the main Coast Guard guy. But at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 I thank you for your service, you know? Hats off. Hats off and being 100% not sarcastic about that. 
It's just hard to tell with me sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it, the door popped into my head, and I, I just couldn't stop myself from saying it. And that's all that, that was. So anyway, uh, the Marines con- confront this guy in a blue in a blue pickup, and they demand his ID card. And his name on the uh, card was Cooper Jackson. Cooper Jackson. Hey, uh, let me pause for a second. We're getting like some weird popping. It's the PP song. I gotta urinate. Oh, it's the PP song. This is a short break. It's the PP song. I gotta urinate. Oh, it's the PP song. This is a short break. So, uh, NC, uh, the agents, NCIS. Uh, no one can injure Shaq. Yes. Um, uh, running down leads. Couldn't find any. Uh, Marines end up, um, you know, seeing the truck. And they end up, uh, you know, talking to the guy who owned the truck. Blue pickup with a, 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 a little motorcycle. His name was Cooper Jackson. Cooper Jackson. Is an important person in this story. In the story, Yes. Um, he was, he, yes, he was in the Navy, and he was also training at Damn Neck. Damn Neck. <laughs> Damn Neck. And, uh, he lived, uh, on the same campus, but on the other end as Justin. Yeah, like where all the scandalous people live. Nope, no. Um, <laughs> just, just people in the military. So, <laughs> um, uh, so agents come to see Cooper, and uh, you know, at first Cooper acts like he's totally happy to see these agents because he wanted to talk to them about being assaulted by Marines, essentially. Yeah, he's like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Yeah, um, just like that. Just like that. That's uh, that's a soundbite actually from. <laughs> From the interview that that wasn't on the show, it's crazy how we got that. So, uh, so I mean, immediately at first he, he denies uh, he denies uh, having anything to do with Justin or his disappearance. During the conversation, they ask him mm-hmm. what his favorite band was, and Osa, can you guess what it was? Oh. Is it Tool? It is Tool! It is Tool! Man, I wish I um knew, knew like a Tool song at this point so I could like make some type of yeah. mediocre joke about it. It's like, I'm a, all, all their song titles like are fucking a dickhead. Like, it's like they just name their songs stupid shit. Huh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I... There's like a that song that I remember, but it's all, it's all like animal enema, or <laughs> hey, well, let's let's we'll make this quick. Let's look up one right now. Schism, schism, schism. Or is that an album? I don't know. I I don't know. Never mind. Forget it. Let's. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Okay. No, Who cares? Yeah. But exactly. just know that we're right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, his, his, favorite, his favorite band is Tool. Um, Cooper allows the agents to search his room, and they find a Tool 
t-shirt and a biker jacket, which is exactly what this imposter NCIS agent was wearing when they talked to Justin. So already not a good start. For so you think Cooper might be involved in some way? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. And um, the agents asked Cooper if it would surprise him that there was video CCTV footage of the lobby in the dorm that Justin lived in. And when they asked him that, apparently Cooper just like told his demeanor totally did a 180. Yeah, flipped. Yeah, that little mo- that little, you know, voice in your head that goes, "You're fucked." <laughs> right? Uh, who, who's heard that voice before? I've heard it a couple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like it happens to me like once a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh I I try I try to limit the your fucked voice, but it's definitely there's there's been a couple times, you know, I, I've I've definitely like been been caught in a lie, and I'm like, no, nope, you're you're 100 percent fucked. <laughs> so, sometimes I I used to I used to go I used to kayak like rapids, and every now and then I would screw up, and I would be like in the wrong place where something bad was going to be happened to me, and that would also be like. You're, you're fucked. Something really bad. Like, like, prepare yourself for, like, something really bad to happen in the next, like, five to ten minutes. Okay, so. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. So, uh, Cooper's, yeah, I said that already. All right, so Cooper basically says, all right, look, you caught me. Let me tell you a story. And he tells the agents this, like, crazy story about a couple weeks ago he was at a bar. And a very intoxicated Marine came up to him. And this Marine, apparently, was Justin Huff. Apparently. Apparently. And... and the, uh, in air quotes. Yes. Big, big, big old air quotes. And uh, Huff was apparently annoying him. And Cooper basically was like, you gotta leave. Leave me alone. And Huff did leave him alone, but he left his phone on the table. So Cooper goes to Huff's dorm to return the phone, bumps into Richard, right? And Richard, you know... Yeah, the, who's Richard again? PFC Richard was the one what? who said he saw uh, this, you know, imposter NCIS agent with, and, with the tool shirt. And Justin's friend, right? Yes, and Justin's friend, yes. Okay, okay, good, good, good. So, so he comes up, he, he bumps into Richard, he goes, I got this phone... Uh, apparently it belongs to a guy named Huff. Um, Richard goes, uh, well, I'm his friend. Give me the phone. Uh, Cooper doesn't give him the phone, but instead he leaves. And then he tells the agents that he just throws it out later. <laughs> which is pr- strange. A That's a weird thing to do with a yeah. phone. Yeah, it's, it yeah. sounds sounds like something sounds like something you would do at, like after living like more than like two years in New York. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it sounds like? <clears throat> a lie. It does sound like a lie. A lie. Yeah. Wait, yeah. let's make a lie song. Here, give me some lie vocals, Osa. <laughs> like what I just did? Yeah. Lie. Lie. 
<laughs> You're good. welcome. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's one of those things like, uh, um, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, th- there was times where like I lived when I, I saw I found the wallet one time when I lived in Los Angeles and like I took it, found the guy's address, drove there, brought it to him, you know. Uh, but now if you if you see a wallet, you're like, that's just like another like 10 hours of my life. <laughs> and then you'll give it to the guy and it'll be like, whatever. You know, like <laughs> they're like, oh, thanks. To yeah. be honest, last time I found a phone, it was like in a women's restroom, and I just left it there because yeah. I was like, this person's gonna come back. They're gonna realize that they left their phone here and come back looking for it. Exactly. So, Valid. Yeah. It just exactly. seems like the the correct thing to do is that, just to leave it there. One hundred percent. I, I, you know, one time I um I, I left my keys somewhere, and my first thought was somebody with the best intentions is going to pick it up and then i'm fucked you know so you know just just leave it where it is hopefully it finds it just leave it be you know and it's just like you never know anymore like you don't want to get like a bike chain in your face um because people are insane yeah like what if a monster is the owner of these keys yeah, we we've turned into such cynical people. So um, <laughs> it's just it's just awful. Anyway, uh, you know, Cooper tells. Okay, all right. So he ends up throwing away the phone. At this point, the agents are like, "You're not being honest." <laughs> uh, so they kind of know that this guy this, that this guy was the guy pretending to be the NCIS agent. Uh, that accused Justin of sexual assault. So Cooper says, uh, at this point, Cooper says, uh, they're asking him more questions about his life. And Cooper, Cooper says he has a girlfriend. And the girlfriend's name is Samantha Dunlop. Oh, yeah, Samantha. Samantha. And she was a college student at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Just like a tall, sexy blonde. Not tall, but sexy. Like, like, oh. like, super good-looking blonde. She was, like, 5'1", is what they said in the show. Oh, okay, so that's not tall. She was, like, average height, hot blonde. Yeah, she was, like, she was a looker. They 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 showed pictures, and I go, I said, I was swiped right. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was swiped right super quick. You're a swiper. Yeah, I am. I'm a a swiper. right swiper. Yeah. And then you read, <laughs> and, and then you read later, and you're like, oh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, and then Cooper says that his girlfriend is currently in Germany taking an art class. Um, he he shows the agent a pic of the girl on his phone. Once but again, only one. Only one. Uh, once again, she's very attractive. But the other pictures are of her in various stages of undress. Ooh, ooh, ooh la la. Which is like... Like vaginal display. Uh, well, who knows? But... <laughs> I, oh, so maybe, just, like, maybe just boob pics, who knows? Yeah, maybe yeah, just know. boob pics. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe it was the gambit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things, you know, where, where it's like... It's, it's only something you realize uh, by living in, like, the 21st century. You know, because... Um, you know, back in the day, anybody would have, any, any dude would have been, like, stoked to get, like, a, a picture of a naked girl and would 100% be like, oh, this is definitely you. But nowadays, if I don't, 
if I never met you and you send me a picture of some form of undress, I'm like 90% you're you're a liar. This there's no way that this is you. <laughs> Aaron Black, have you ever received like an unsolicited type sexual photo? Do men receive unsolicited photos from women? Once or twice. Once or really? twice. It, ha- it has happened, yeah. Huh. And at first I'm stoked, like any other dude, and then I'm like, you're a liar, you know? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> or so you I definitely weren't real. You were definitely like... I don't know. It's like, it's it's like I just, I'm just super suspicious unless I know them. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Why, unless, like, why would be- a girl send a guy unsolicited nude photos yeah. If it was actually her. That just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I've got unsolicited, like, dick pics. Well, that's different. 100% it different. Yeah. I feel like especially, like, um, as far as, like, the gay community goes, like, gay men are, they, like, they'll send dick pics before they even meet. That's just, like, standard, Yeah, right? yeah, they love, yeah. They love <laughs> yeah. the dick. You know, I, uh, I met this one girl on bumble and she told me that like apparently you know she deals with dudes on this on on this site like and there's a bunch of them that are just like look we never have to meet you don't have to talk to me just let me send you a dick pic like that's all they want to do that's all they want to do why it's it's, you know it's it's like why do people get off by wearing unicorns suits or dressing up as mascots or like into balloons, which is a thing. They're called lunars. Just found that out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I need to know about this. So balloon people are called lunars? Lunars. Yeah, yeah. And what do they do with the balloons? Yo. You know, rub it in different places? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I because I am that. fascinated by, like, furries. You could yeah. be you could be Luna the Lunar. Yeah. Oh, oh my no. God. But you know, it's just one of those things where like you're like you know putting something inside something is not enough for you. Like that happens so much that you're over it. Fuck you. That never happened. I mean, who are these people? You yeah, know? Yeah. I, I I don't know. Like sometimes it's fun to play around. Okay. Well, you know, I I don't have enough sex to be like, you know what? I'm I'm ready to step it up. That's that's not who I am, you know. I'm 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 still into the old, you know. Let's let's have sex. Like that that's that's I'm like totally stoked about that i'm not like hey can we add a knife or you know or Or like handcuffs you know can your aunt watch no like i'm i'm fine with just the two of us maybe some rope okay that wouldn't be so bad but whatever handcuffing ropes are like yeah that's pretty standard yeah it's pretty normal (laughs) for you two maybe (laughs) all right (laughs) so anyway and we're and we're definitely getting getting out of this thing before you guys elaborate. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, there was a bunch of photos. He said that there was a bunch of photos of her in dress. So they only saw one photo. Um, and he says, you know, this is my girlfriend, and I love her. Like he was one hundred percent committed. He's like, I'm love her. Yeah, like like he was like, she's she's my soulmate. All that stuff. It's like, I've never met this person, but... I fucking love this I bitch. I love them. <laughs> I love them, yeah. Uh, so, so she... Cooper gives the agents her phone number. 
and uh, during the search of Cooper's room, they find a card for the, uh, I'm going to screw this up, Currituck County Sheriff's Deputy. Like a cop card. It's it's a town in in uh, I think North Carolina. So they found this card for for a, a, a deputy. Uh, when asked about the card, right? This is a card that they found in Cooper's room. When asked about it, Cooper said that he wanted to see his girlfriend, but didn't have her correct address. Whoa! Sketch. So he stopped at the sheriff's department and asked them if they know where this girl lives, which is insane. Who the fuck does that? Well, apparently Cooper. But. Yeah, I mean, th- I bet there's, I'm sure there's a pl- plenty of people in their head would be like, this is like totally something that people do. We, sh- we should go do it. Never, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, and obviously the cops were like, that's crazy that you thought that w- this would happen. Um. So immediately the cops are like, became super suspicious that he didn't have his girlfriend's address. Mm. Yeah. So basically the cops start digging a little bit more into Cooper Jackson's background. And it's not great. It's a little checkered. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of um, chubby checkers. Chubby checkers. Yeah. Uh, Rural part of Virginia. Um, had a had a rough childhood. Um, saw his father die of a heart attack when he was around twelve. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's terrifying. Awful, too. Yeah. awful. Um, apparently Cooper was he had like a kind of a stepsister for a while, and she described him as a uh, very reserved, like mm. hard to get to know. You know, so so kind of serial killery. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where like the way she described him. Like, if he was living in my house, I would be, like, you know, start, like, looking up locks. Like, how to put a lock on your door. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, so you could lock him into his room? So I could lock myself in my room. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not thinking the right way about this, though. Am I not? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, lock him into his room. Okay. Give him, yeah. like, a certain amount of hours out. Mm-hmm. It's bedtime. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> you sound like uh, Matt Dillon when he in, in something about Mary, where he's like, and we give him room to run and, and dig. This, is, this would be Nick as a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not my real passion, though. What is? I work with retards. Yeah, <laughs> give him room to run and dig. You know. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, that, uh, that's definitely just. You know, awful, just awful advice. Uh, if, <laughs> you know, if if you're living, if you if you're living with someone that you think might be a little bit off hinged, you know, give them the space and make sure you're protected. But definitely don't poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, like in my room, I could put some sort of crazy lock out there, and then I got the fire escape. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Every every time you're like in a room, like start looking around, being like, how if I had to get out of here in like five seconds, what would I do? Yeah. 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 This room's a bit tough. Yeah. You a staircase and then a you, third story window. You, you have a third die, story though. walk up. And no. No fire escape. No you're, fire escape. Can what? you get on the roof? 
Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, but you don't want to get on the roof. Yeah. Because if you're because on the roof, because it's you're... slanted and you might fall. Well, not only that, but <laughs> but but in any situation, fire, psycho, like you're trapped. You could jump and you probably wouldn't die, but you would definitely break your legs. Yeah, I, I feel like you might be able to climb down. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but 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 your advice nick is like the equivalent of like seeing a bear and like smearing yourself in honey and trying to hug its cubs you know uh, <laughs> so anyway uh you know so 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 um cooper was you know we had a rough childhood basically was a lonely guy looking for someone to connect with and um so NCIS calls the Currituck County Sheriff's de- uh, deputy, and they have two reports of contact with Cooper Jackson. One is the story he tells. He actually went in and asked law enforcement for a girl's number. Address. Yeah. Ad- address, yes, address. Yeah, yeah, and that's suspect already. Yeah, and so basically what happened was they called the number, the girl answered, but refused to give Cooper the address in front of law enforcement. So all, all, all of a sudden you're like, this relationship isn't going awesome. You know, uh, well, you 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 would think that he would have realized the relationship wasn't going awesome when she refused to meet him. Yeah, yeah. Like even before this. Yeah. No, you I know, mean, like, like, is your girlfriend really your girlfriend if you've never met her? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, just like I have a girlfriend in Canada, you know, but you'll never meet her. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I have. Though. Will you ever meet her? <laughs> don't <laughs> don't worry. Uh, you're cuter than she is. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but uh, you know, it just—it's one of those things where, like, you know, and this is like, once again, a solely—maybe not solely—but it, it's kind of like a—it's a definitely a 21st century problem where these dudes are meeting these girls virtually and um, just completely head over heels, falling in love with them. Um, yeah, I never quite got that. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You have to be, you have to be crazy, I guess. Yeah. Like, like Aaron, if like, what type of girl would be able to like entice you in? No like, one. I'm ju- too. I'm just too, from the internet. Fucking no one. I'm too savvy now. But there was a point in my life where you, where you could catch me. You could catch me slipping. But b- being being who I am now, I don't believe shit. Right? I don't, you know, in, until I see you in person, like, forget about it. I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, a couple, couple days later, Cooper came back to the same sheriff's office, and, uh, and then he reported this sexual assault. He was, he was fearful that his girlfriend uh, got raped, basically. Horrible. NCIS runs the phone number... And whoever this phone number belonged to, her name was not Samantha. What was it? Whoa. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so, so they're like, this is getting creepy. So, so they start trying to track this girl down. All they have is a picture and, an, and a fake name, and that's it. So, so they're basically just pounding the pavement, you know, asking people 
like, have you seen this woman? Do you know this number? Um, you know, doing, doing like police yeah. work. Yeah, gumshoe. Yeah, gumshoe, yeah. And uh, they show up at a hotel and they show the clerk the number and the clerk ends up being Samantha. But oh shit! What? Yeah, but that's not her name. Her real name was Ashley Elroyd. Here, let me do a party siren. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, Ashley is five two and close to three hundred pounds. So not the so not the girl from the picture. One hundred percent not yeah, the girl. It, not petite. Yeah. If if the girl from the picture ate three other girls from the picture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> um. But anyway, it was clear that Samantha was lying about everything when it came to Cooper. And Cooper, keep in mind. Shocking, by the way. Shocking. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. And Cooper basically hasn't seen her at all, so mm-hmm. he doesn't know what this girl looks like. Nope. And this relationship has only been over the phone, so she tells NCIS that basically, um, this is this is her mo. She calls numbers out of the blue mm-hmm. to catfish dudes. Uh. Mm. Maybe we should try that. No. no <laughs> never, never. We're going to end up in the papers. Um, and, and, not, and not the good section. Uh, so... Yeah, like the... The obituaries. Uh, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes those can be good. What? I don't yeah, know. I guess if you're Beetlejuice, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so... Um, so, basically, this is her M.O. She, she basically calls Marines and Sailors, like, out of the blue, out of nowhere, and would convince them that, she, you know, and they, they would talk for a while, and they were ended up being convinced that she was their girlfriend, and as soon as the Sailors or Marines would get too close, she would end it, and she has been doing this. Since she was 15 years old. Yeah, and, and that's insane. That yeah. is insane. I love how all of these dudes just fell for it. What a bunch of dummies. Yeah. A- everyone's looking for love. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those things where there's a couple things that play into it. The first thing you got to remember that, you know, this case took place in 2006, so she was doing this in the late 90s. So people weren't as internet savvy as they mm-hmm. are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that you got to think about, you know, the people that are joining the Marines or join the Navy, you know, I'm not, I've, you know, for the most, most part, these are young dudes. These are, you know, anywhere between 18 and 25. And so they're young, so you got to take that into account. And the other thing you got to take into account is that these are dudes that have spent a lot of time around dudes. Exactly, like mm. they're stuck in a situation where it's nothing but dudes. Yeah, and very rarely do they have like a chance to even go out and like meet women. Yeah, well, I mean, 
So, so boot camp is definitely like that. I think once they graduate boot camp, there's a little bit more freedom. But once again, you know, do I mean, they? So, like in the military, did they separate the sexes? I don't know. That might be a totally stupid question, but no, it's not a stupid question. Um, I think, uh, I, I think it depends on what section in the different schools. I don't know okay. about boot camp. Um, like, I would, like, I would, I would think. They separate in boot camp just because you've got to sleep and shower and change together. Yeah, yeah. And I obviously, so. there's a lot more men than there are women yes. in the military. Yeah, I think the women most likely have their own like thing, and it isn't like some situation like that movie Starship Troopers where everyone's like that. showering yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that movie and being like. I think that was when I was like, I want to join the military, you know, <laughs> just, just showering with a bunch of women. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, you know, I'll fight, I'll fight some fucking cockroaches if if that could be me for a second. All right, so that's, yeah, that's that was a good movie. So anyway, uh, now we're at November fifth, uh, November fifth of two thousand two thousand five. She randomly, once again, she's randomly calling dudes. She calls Cooper Jackson. And they start this relationship almost immediately. Like, they start talking every single day for hours. Yeah, it's like 6,000 texts. 6,000 texts. I read somewhere 50 to 70 calls, sometimes a day. What? How can you call someone 70 times a day? I don't know. Maybe it was a typo. But, uh, you know, I'm just like... That's insane. It was on the internet, so... Hi, and then you hang up, and then five minutes later, hi, yeah. that's it. Just so, over and over, all day long. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, just crazy, and, um, and, and she's sending him, uh, you know, topless photos. And, you know, and once again, the stuff I was saying about, like, why dudes fall. I'm not making excuses for this guy, obviously, but you know, I. But you see this behavior in a, in a lot of men, and not just young men. Like, um, Lauren Armstrong still to this mm-hmm. day is getting catfished like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but he's like way out there. That's yeah, that's yeah, a totally not, different case. Than, yeah, and let's not even go into Lauren Armstrong because you're obsessed. I'm not obsessed. <laughs> okay, I'm a little obsessed. So, uh, so, uh, so now Samantha or Ashley is talking to NCIS um, and she basically says that Cooper made several attempts to find her and she was using every excuse in the book not to meet up with him. And it became an obsession for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one story where she said she would meet him for Christmas, and they bought he bought her plane tickets, and waited at the airport for 13 hours, and he, she didn't Ugh. show up. <laughs> and <laughs> fucking Samantha yeah. or Ashley or whatever. Yeah, and, and some Ashley. Some Ashley. <laughs> and she she basically calls him up and go, I missed my plane. Um, and you know, and, and she would like, think after that he'd be like, Yo, fuck you. Yeah, you you would think, but if if he was that type of dude, we would not be talking about it. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and he just and and I think what what started to happen with this guy is 
the the more she pushed him the way, pushed him away, the more he became obsessed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. Bringing in the claws. Yeah. yeah. At one point, he's like, he starts knocking randomly at people's doors, oh looking for her. God. You know, imagine some dude in a sailor outfit being like, "Hey, are you my girlfriend?" <laughs> you know, just just knocking on your door. You know, it's insane. Like, yeah, be, and you'll be like, what is this, some type of, like, prank, you know, with a, where you're supposed to be, like, one of the village people? You know, where's a construction worker? Maybe we should do that. No! <laughs> never! <laughs> never, Nick! But, you know, if we got a couple more people, I wouldn't mind being the village people for Halloween one time. Oh, oh yeah, I would love that. That would who, be great. I'm yeah, so down. Yeah, who would you be? The sailor, I think. I think I'd be the cop. Okay. But I'd have to go in blackface. Uh, no. <laughs> That's was, a terrible to, idea. Yeah, that was, I mean, talk about, like, a, you know, suicide by liberals is what would happen. <laughs> or Antifa or whatever. He would so get oh, No, no, no. So instead of the cop, I'd be uh, the construction worker. Yeah, is I there mean, like a, is there like a biker leather daddy yes, type? Yes, there is. Dibs, 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 dibs. I want the mustache. I want it all. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I think the other one is. There's um, a Native American. Uh, yeah, like a Native Ooh. American we with got a, like that. Also headdress. offensive. We, we Very got a, super yeah, offensive. So, so yeah. <laughs> so maybe those... we should just Wait. do it. The three of us will leave out the cough and the Native American. Or we make friends with a Native American. That's yeah, that's true. And that's true. And a black person. <laughs> A black person that's willing to dress up as a cop in 2020. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, right. Basically, we just gotta, like, find find someone who, like, uh, just, you know, is crazy and doesn't give a fuck, and he'll be the cop. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he also... Tr- okay, so, um, yeah, so he's looking for this girl, can't find her, uh, you know, going around, you know... Are you my girlfriend? Okay, so <laughs> at one point he, he, he traces the number to a house in the Outer Banks. And he calls her. She won't come out. He makes some type of um, comment like, you better not be heavy set." So that probably scared the shit out of her because she was. Um, and now uh, Ashley is like, I got to end this right now. So we're at December 28th, 2005. This is five days before Justin's disappearance. Mm-hmm. She is at a party with some friends, and apparently she has conse- consensual sex with somebody. Wait, I missed that part. Yeah, well, that's that's part of... that's Well, it's part of some... Yep. The, the it happened. It was yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely yep. happened. You that, did that was miss thing. that part. You missed that part, yeah. And... For whatever reason, she decides it's a good idea to tell Cooper about this. I guess in her head, she's like, this is a good way for him to back him off. Mm. Which, you know, I mean, um, clearly she had no idea who this guy was. But also, you know, I don't, I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's a good idea for anybody that you're going out with just to be like, hey, cheated on you. But what do I know? So, um, uh, what? So basically, she's like, I had sex with someone, but what Cooper hears is, I got raped. He, in his head, 
will not let go of this idea that it was not consensual, no matter <laughs> what she says. Wait, so I I thought she she eventually like she, she admitted does. to it and then said it was rape later on. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But at first, at first, and, and once again, this is like we're just going from one source here. But at first, apparently, she, she just said. I had sex with someone. She didn't mention sexual assault, but he brings that into the conversation. Yeah, he like extrapolates the whole thing in his brain as mm, he's yeah. imagining. And he won't let go of that idea. He yeah. just won't let go of it. And um and and then uh Samantha slash Ashley finally caves in. And says, yes, I was raped. So that's how that happened. I see. And so so now it's it's like now he's obsessed with who it was. And she says it's a Marine, good looking Marine who's about six four, which is all of them All Marines, yes. All Marines. Every <laughs> single one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I like uh I, I you know, I was in San Diego one time, and I saw, like, a bunch of, like, Marines or Navy guys, and I was like, those are some good-looking dudes. <laughs> Did so, you blow them some kisses? No. No. I no. mean, one or two, but... Okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Uh, the, so, NCIS now has... Kind of gets, like, a, a break in the case. And, um, you know, they basically match up the surveillance footage the night he disappeared. And the surveillance footage basically shows that Justin left his room this around the same time that Cooper did. The only difference is Justin never came back and Cooper did. Oh, yeah. Right, mm. so, so they're on to him. Um, they finally arrest Cooper and interrogate him. Initially, he denies all involvement until they were like, we got evidence. Yeah, it's like we got you, buddy. Yeah, and then w- once he, once he he kind of uh, realizes he's he's not gonna get out of this. He's like one hundred percent, completely candid. Yeah, he he spills those beans. Yeah, um, so basically, uh, uh, during, so what he says is during his interrogation of Samantha. Uh, she agrees that it was it wasn't consensual but a sexual assault and she gives him a very vague description of a marine so he starts looking for this guy right and this is like this is the worst part i mean it's not the worst it's it's all fucking terrible but but this is the part that it's like so Random. If yeah, if he it, were just somewhere else, it this would have never happened. But this is what happened. Mm. Yeah, it's starts. It's tragic. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But so this is what happens. He starts basically looking around, and he looks at Justin just by chance. And Justin, of course, looks back at him like, "What are you looking at?" And in Cooper's head, that was enough for him to be like. That's the guy who assaulted Samantha. Ugh. Ugh. So it just it was just straight up, one hundred percent 
by chance. It was just fucking bad luck. Crazy. Yeah. So. Wrong place, yeah. wrong time. Yep. <laughs> uh, Cooper gets Justin's dorm number from uh, the lobby of the dorms. I don't know what that means. I'm just reading off what I uh, saw on the thing. Okay. But apparently you could just, like, get people's numbers. He calls Justin, Justin Huffs, he calls him um, in the early morning hours of December 31st, says he needs to talk to him. Cooper tells Justin that he is NCIS and he's investigating the sexual assault of a woman named Samantha. They meet in person and Justin tells Cooper that he has no idea what he's talking about. And this really confuses Cooper because in his head, he was like 100% sure that this was the guy. Right? So Cooper uh, goes back to his dorm room, puts on some tool. I'm, 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 I added that part. I don't know what he listened to. But, but, he, but he starts drinking, you know, and... Uh, and just like you know, sad drinking, sad listening drinking. to all of Tool's catalog. Yeah. I mean, always I've, a bad idea. I've been there. I, you know, I've, I've done the not. I've, I haven't done the rage drinking, but I've done the I've done the sad drinking before. Never fun. No, um, it makes it so much worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All the time. <laughs> is is the answer all the time? No. Um. Yeah, but. But just like, okay. All right, so anyway, he starts drinking. He, he drinks himself into basically a frenzy, and he decides in his head, in his fucking alcohol-fueled brain, that Justin is definitely the guy, mm. and he has to avenge who he thinks is his girlfriend. Uh, uh, yeah, like, you know, stand up for her honor. Yeah, so... so Her chastity. Yeah. This guy is fully delusional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's what the internet calls a white knight, I think. Mm. I think well, he's... A, I, actually, I, he's a bunch of stuff the internet talks about. Yeah, he's called. an incel. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, I actually okay. have a whole thing about that that okay, I wrote down. Okay, okay, All right, cool. But anyway, um, so the night of January 1st, Cooper tells Justin that he needs to question him at uh, the NCIS headquarters. Justin being a, a Marine. Not a good Marine. A good Marine. Following, following orders. orders. Uh, they basically drive to the middle of nowhere. And at one point, he uh, Cooper pretends that he's talking to a supervisor and says that he's going to Samantha, the, the hospital that Samantha's at. Oh, yeah, and Jake is handcuffed for this whole thing. Well, time. that's where, so he, ta he talks yeah. to this imaginary person, and then he gets off the phone and goes, that was my boss. He says, I have to take you into custody. That's when he puts the handcuffs on him. Ah. Yes. And um, so, uh, so, so now Justin is in handcuffs. Um, at this point, you know, Justin uh, is like, you know, obviously like, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is insane. And apparently, according to Cooper, kind of convinces him, kind of convinces him that, you know, he's not the dude. Yeah, and he's like, don't worry, everything's fine. This is just like, you know, formality. 
I mean, I don't know what he said. There's no transcript of that conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just made that up. <laughs> I know you did. Um, <laughs> but but uh, there's there's a there's a chance that's that could be a part of what was said. Um, so at, at some point, uh, Cooper's like, "Let's stop the car. I'll give you a break from those handcuffs." They stop the car, but he doesn't let him out of the handcuffs. Instead. So sketchy, so sketchy. So sketchy. <laughs> right. Instead, he basically confesses to Justin that he's not an NCIS oh, no. agent, but rather Samantha's boyfriend. And uh, tells Justin, you know, say, you know, tell basically, and he has a gun. He puts a gun to oh, his head. No. And tell me everything you fucking know about Samantha. Where were you? All this stuff. And once again... You know, Justin's like, dude, I have no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, like, you know, because he wasn't involved. Yeah, and and that's when like Cooper's like, oh fuck, I fucked up. This isn't the guy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so basically, Cooper, Cooper's like, I gone too far. I don't know what to do. Yeah, he's like, oh fuck, and then he realizes that when he loaded his gun. Yeah, like he has his fingerprints all, all over his gun. All over the bullets. So. So he so he uses a knife. He a knife. A knife. <laughs> he uh, he uh, you know basically uh, cuts his throat, then sets him on fire, then buries him. Ah, oh, savage. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's it's no good, no good. All right, so uh, basically. Cooper just confessed to the murder of Justin Huff. Um, and then after he confesses, he immediately is like, I'll, I'll show you where the body is, and I'll, I, and I'll even do, like, a, a reenactment. Which, which they do. Which they do. And, you know, and we, we, you get to see a little bit of the reenactment on the show, mm-hmm. and um, you could tell, you could, like, tell in his face that Cooper is just a straight-up fucking psychopath. Yeah, like yeah. cold, dead eyes. He's talking about the murder with absolutely no inflection in his voice. And you know something creepy, and I just realized this. Mm-hmm. This guy, Cooper Jackson, looks exactly like Paul Bernardo. Paul Bernardo, like the Barbie and Ken? Yes. Yeah, Barbie and Ken yes. murderers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that story is dark. Well, yeah, of course. But <laughs> listeners, if you want to hear something really dark that's hard to make funny, yeah, we 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 did an episode, and that's when we like realized that we shouldn't just like do any episode. <laughs> it, it, I think I think at one point it got to like me and Nick yelling at each other, you know, just yeah. like if I had to fucking end it, you know, like it was bad. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, anyway, but he he has completely dead. Eyes. He he has a very deep voice. He looks like Paul Bernardo. It is creepy as shit. Like it almost seems like you can see horns coming out of his head. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like, <laughs> right, Osa? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Like, <laughs> he looked like the devil. So um, you know, and and uh, so eleven days after he went missing, uh, they finally found the body and on june 12th 2006 uh there was a here jackson cooper jackson's hearing begins Mm -hmm. 
He was George. George. He was charged. He was charged. He was charged. Obviously, with murder and kidnapping and um, impersonating an officer and I, I bet a whole bunch of other shit. And uh, the Navy, Navy was seek, seeking the death penalty, uh, but he pleaded guilty, and they took the death penalty off the table. Like a little weasel. Yeah. And um, so, Samantha testified, and when Samantha testified in court, it was the first time that he ever actually saw Samantha in person. Dun, Amazing. Dun, dun. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, that that is so bizarre. Yeah. Well, so strange. It's one of those things where it's like, what would have been worse for him? That she's not the person she was, or if she was, like, super hot? What if she was super hot? Oh, well, I think whatever it was, everybody sucks. <laughs> uh, she sucks, no matter yeah, what yeah, she looks yeah, like. The only person that doesn't suck is Jake. And his wife and kid. Jake, yeah, yeah very unfortunate, too, because he had literally no involvement. Whatsoever. And yeah. still yeah, got burned. Burned. Literally. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, God. Apparently, uh, Samantha, on the stand, was very remorseful and ashamed. So yeah, that. she, like, cried the whole time. She, said it was... she should be. I mean... Yeah, she said yeah it's her fucking fault. I, it's not her fault. Yes, it is. I mean, what she did was super fucked up, yes, but it's not her fault. I'm sure when she was doing all of this, she had no idea that anyone was going to get killed because of it. No. It, well, what if... You know, when she lied about the rape and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. it, you absolutely should not lie about rape. That's a terrible, terrible thing to do. Yeah. But it sounds like she might have been forced into it a little bit. That, what, like that, forced into lying about rape? Yeah, that that uh, he wasn't going to back down until she said that it was not consensual. Ah, I You see. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's weird. I, um, the Thomas... Montgomery case, which is the tall hot blonde I was mentioning, right? S- similar circumstances. For whatever reason, I felt more compassion for Samantha in this scenario than I did for the lady in that case. Mm. And I think it was because the lady in that case did it with more... Um, a better understanding of what could be happening, and she played the two against each other better. Mm. You know, Samantha. Once again, she put the whole. No, she's she's not as culpable as uh, Cooper. That's totally non-negotiable. But okay. she put it in motion. Yeah, and uh, and like the motion in the ocean yeah. was tough. <laughs> and. Uh, so anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, um, he was in, well, basically what happened is, you know, uh, Ashley slash Samantha didn't break any laws. She was never charged with anything. Um, Justin was, uh, Justin, I mean, um, Cooper was sentenced to life without the possi- possibility of parole. Party siren. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, so that's, that's basically the end of it. I think we hit it. We hit it, yeah. So, I guess 
what we were, what I wanted to talk about is like there's all these terms on the internet nowadays. Uh, you know, simp, cuck, incel. What's right? a simp? I don't know. I think a simp. We went is, over this a couple weeks ago, but I don't know if like, I remember either. Here, um. Why are we, this makes me feel old when we don't know these types of terms. Yeah, I mean... Well, <laughs> young kids don't know who Wu-Tang is, so like... So, yeah, simp, simp. Simp is a slang insult for men who are seen as too attentive or submissive to women. So I guess it's more of a simp. It's kind of so yeah. like me. If you say so, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but what I was going to say is I don't think... Cooper, I think there was something way more darker inside Cooper Jackson. I think. Okay. I think this was the catalyst that um, uh, brought this whole thing in motion. But I think even if this didn't happen, he would have ended up hurting someone. That's yeah, what I uh, yeah, totally, yeah, like totally. anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's my takeaway is that. He would have killed somebody eventually anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, but I just wanted to... There's, I, was, I was thinking about this, and I, I just want to do like a, a quick PSA for anyone that might think they're like heading down this road of incel or simp or cuck. And, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, um, every time this term is used against somebody... It's always basically like, you're a piece of shit. And calling someone a piece of shit over the internet isn't going to, like, help them get any better. True. So, I just want to... If there's any people thinking that they might be one of these people, uh, three things to remember. First off... We love you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, First off... First off is that every male in history of the world could, at one time in their lives, fit into one of these categories. I mean, shit, like, my default position is incel. I want to have sex, nobody will have sex with me. They're, you know, like, that's that's how most men live their lives. True, true. Okay, so there's that. So, okay. So, kind of like a you are not alone thing. The other thing is that, you know, they're just labels, Right? So Yeah, yeah, and you can't be defined by your label. That's I don't know what that means. What what I meant was <laughs> what I meant was just because someone labels you that doesn't mean you are that thing. Yeah, you know, like what I said. No, not really. <laughs> didn't though, let me just say, didn't incels name themselves? Didn't they form a Actually, group and decide this is, this decide is, that they were in, in incels? This is interesting. The term incel was actually started by a lady. Really? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, but okay, so there's, you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, okay, so some girl on TikTok who dresses up as Pokemon calls you a simp. Who cares? Not a big deal. But here's the biggest one. Pokey person. That was very specific. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, perhaps somebody dressing up as a Pokemon called me a simp. Pokey person. (laughs) Pokey person. (laughs) But here's the most important thing. This is the most important thing. This is the most important takeaway. If you're independently, emotionally content with yourself... 
you will never be one of these things. Love it. Right? Because I think what happens is like, you know, our, our society is so toxic. People start thinking that they have to be defined by uh, being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when people get into relationships, right, their identity becomes, oh, uh, you know, I'm this person's boyfriend. As opposed to, I'm this person with a girlfriend, right? So what happens is when you become this person who identifies as someone with this girlfriend and and it becomes like the center of your universe, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when they break up with you, you know, you're going to go fucking crazy and murder someone. But what if that person wasn't the person that you thought that they were That's and not you what I'm talking about. That's 100% not not <laughs> what I mean by this. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just, I'm just saying you got you got to you got to like you know be content with who you are. And if that happens, you'll never be a simper and sell or a cuck. It, it won't protect you from heartbreak. It's still going to suck if someone breaks up with you. But you could get over it. When a person becomes your identity and that person leaves, that's when you could start doing something that's really, really stupid. And this is a PSA from Love is Amazing and we are saving lives. I think so. Yeah. You know, and once again, I'm not condoning any violent acts against anyone. You know, Elliot Rogers, I hope he's burning in hell. If he was alive, I hope he got the I hope he would have got the death penalty. Uh, you know, Alex Manassian, if he was if he didn't do what he did in Canada, I also hope he got the death penalty. Like if you do violence against someone, fuck you, burn in hell. But there's young men that might be heading in this direction that we can stop. It, yeah, yeah. If you if show we, a little, if you show yeah, a little empathy. Yeah, a little empathy, a little bit of love. Yeah, everyone's going through some shit. Right, everyone's exactly. going through some shit. All right, that is uh, my two cents. I, I, I think that was brilliant. Uh, Aaron Black, you got any plugs? Uh, no. Um, uh, oh, you know what? I do have a plug, and uh, this is cool. actually for not not for me, but um. A good fr- a good friend of the show, Kate Hester, mm-hmm. is uh, doing the uh, Jersey City Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's some somewhere on the internet, uh, August twelfth through fourteenth. Perhaps that- we could share a link we- on social media. We could totally share a link. I think we could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you got some plugs? I got. Well, we are going on vacation tomorrow. I want to plug Ooh. that. Fuck yeah! Oh, where are you going? Uh, just to Hudson. Oh, cool. Yeah, just, going yeah. upstate. You can't really travel right now, so yeah. we're just taking... Oh, that's, that's sick. And then uh, I, I I have a plug. Uh, we just got an air fryer. Oh, fuck and yeah. it's amazing. comes highly recommended. Today's episode brought to you by air fryer. Like, you know, that's... Uh, um, if yeah. anybody wants to advertise with us, send us an email. Yeah. Yeah. At... Um, Info at loveisamazing.com. Yeah, we have a website, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. It's called loveisamazing.com. Yeah. yeah. So, um, also, there's a contact form on there, so you can just go straight to our website. Yeah. It, it only occurred to us that we should actually like try to like get people to listen to this show. After, like, what, two years? No, no, no. Get people to give us money. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
People listen to our show. Don't get that twisted, Aaron. <laughs> okay. If you say so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Bye. Love is amazing. Oh, but it's also bullshit. And it might also get you murdered.